This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. Today is May 15th, and I'm Jess Berganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. All right, we're finally going to see some sun. We had that lingering shower ban before daybreak. Otherwise, we're drier today until that drive home. Enjoy the cloud cover peeking through with some sunshine, otherwise breezy. Those winds haven't been here, but they're back today. Out of the northwest, 10 to 20 miles per hour, some gusts near 25, and eventually we squeeze out a temperature near 60. That's still below our average, but it's a little more comfortable than what we've seen, of course. And with that rain threat, it's spotty showers after 5 and 6 o'clock this evening. Just remember... As hit or miss as some of those showers are, where they were hit, they could be downpours. So just take that into consideration when driving home. You may encounter some soaking rain. Otherwise, we dry out overnight. And Thursday's probably going to be billed as our driest day yet. Yes, there's still a chance, a slight chance for a passing shower. But it's more sun mixing with the clouds. And it really is a drier day until Friday. We call for a couple more rounds of rain. Friday's not a washout by any means. But you will find some showers in the morning into the early afternoon. Warming to a high in the mid-60s both Thursday and Friday, and then we'll squeeze out the upper 60s for the weekend, but we did have to make adjustments. It looks like some sun, definitely here Saturday and Sunday, but you can't rule out a chance shower Saturday. A high of 68 degrees, we'll warm to 72 by Sunday, and then we're back to a rainy and even stormy Monday before we continue that streak of 70s right through early next week. That's your updated Storm Tracker forecast. Here's today's top headlines. In the news today, the town of Niskayuna hosting a community meeting to see and discuss the new design for the Jewish Holocaust Memorial. The memorial was redesigned after critics said the original design was too grim and dark. Tonight's meeting starts at 7 at the Niskayuna High School. It is open to the public. The Red Cross here in northeastern New York dealing with a blood shortage at the moment. Mostly they're looking for type O blood, right? O negative, the universal donor as it's known, generally used first in the emergency room before a person can be matched. So that's what they're looking for. The Red Cross is giving away $5 Amazon gift cards to folks who donate blood or platelets through June 10th. If you're interested in donating, there are two drives happening today. One at the Empire State Plaza from 7.30 this morning to 1 in the afternoon, and the other at the Red Cross Main Blood Donation Center on Everett Road in Albany from 11.30 to 7.30 this evening. Two people now facing charges for allegedly leaving a dog outside in a plastic bag. 25-year-old Desiree Fantroy and 28-year-old Tavon McCall, both of Selkirk, now facing a felony charge of aggravated cruelty to animals. The dog was taken to a vet but did not survive. Anyone with any information on this is asked to contact Bethlehem Police. A now former Albany police officer has pleaded guilty to driving while impaired after a bizarre case in Utica. Christopher Kiddo was arrested there, you might remember, earlier this year after police say he shot and killed a man who was trying to rob him. He was getting robbed while allegedly soliciting a prostitute. A judge deemed that shooting an act of self-defense, and Kiddo was only charged with soliciting prostitution, which he pled not guilty to. He resigned from the Albany Police Department on Monday. Troy City officials are now seeking a $10 million grant from the state to revitalize much of downtown. The city hopes to invest the money into the Monument Square area. At a public meeting last night, officials heard ideas from some of the people living in that area. Now, if the city is awarded the money, possible projects would need to begin by April 1st of next year. And the eagerly awaited Tulip Dig and Sale, usually one week after Tulip Fest, but this year had to be postponed until next weekend. So on Saturday the 25th, you can start digging up the tulips at 9 in the morning. $5 a bag for a bag of 30, and you have to bring your own tools. Then on Sunday, you can also buy some tulip bulbs with no digging required.
Today, the city of Troy and Capital Roots will be unveiling a new bicycle fix-it station as the community gets ready for Bike to Work Day. The national event, which takes place this Friday, is a day to promote alternative transportation options and stress the importance of bike safety. In order to prepare, Troy Mayor Patrick Madden and Capital Roots CEO Amy Klein will take a ride together from the CDPHP cycle station on Broadway and 5th to the brand new fix-it station at Uncle Stam's bus stop. Hey, happening tonight, a local Jeopardy contestant, Connor Quinn, partaking in the teacher's tournament, will once again try his hand on the quiz show. He's a semifinalist tonight. You can watch the local teacher compete right here on News 10 ABC starting at 7.30, or you want to have fun with some folks, head on down to Wolf's Beer Garden in Albany to join Connor's wife and friends. They're hosting a watch party there. Best of luck to Connor. Go get him. Madison Vandenberg wrapping up a whirlwind tour of the Capital Region yesterday with a concert at the Crossings last night. The Shaker High team competes in the American Idol finale Sunday night. She enjoyed a pep rally at school yesterday ahead of the concert, and she's learned that Stewart's has even renamed an ice cream flavor after her. Lawmakers at the Capitol still debating a bill that would provide driver's licenses to illegal immigrants mm -hmm. across the state. News NBC's Lexi Nall is live in Rensselaer this morning with more on a resolution that opposes that new law. Lexi. That's right, guys. The Rensselaer County Legislature met just last night and passed a resolution opposing the so-called green light bill, saying, quote, rewarding lawbreakers won't make our roads any safer. Allowing people to get driver's licenses is really important because it lets people live in society without, you know, kind of constantly living in fear. Supporters of the Greenlight Bill showed up at the DMV a few weeks back to make the case to local lawmakers that illegal immigrants deserve a driver's license just like everybody else. And supporters hope that access to a license can prevent minor traffic infractions from escalating to arrest and even deportation. The bill was first proposed over a decade ago, and until recently it always stalled in Albany. But now, thanks to the newly Democratic-controlled Senate, it could stand a chance. But even if it does pass in the Senate Transportation Transportation Committee anytime soon. The Rensselaer County Clerk says he will not be enforcing this law. Like I said, I've been there 30 years. I've never given a driver's license to someone who's here illegally, and I'll continue to keep that up. And I also said I may just get a banner put across the front of the building that we will have ice on speed dial. Well, the resolution passed 11 to 5 last night along party lines. That's with Republican support. And we're told that the legislature is now planning to send a copy of this resolution over to Governor Cuomo. For now, reporting live in Troy, Lexi Knoll, back to you. Schenectady ARC holding its third annual food truck fundraiser yeah. this Saturday for a great cause. Who loves a good food truck event? <laughs> This guy. <laughs> NBC's Ben Ryan, live in Clifton Park, where one of those food trucks is set up right now that will be participating, and he's got some details for us. Hey, Ben. <laughs> hey, good morning, Ryan Cena. Yeah, who doesn't love a nice food truck event? The third annual happening on Saturday. Curvy Girls, one of the many vendors. Now, obviously, all to benefit the Schenectady ARC. And the, this year, they're putting the money towards technology. So iPads, uh, Amazon Echoes, many other things to help with independent learning skills. I'm joined by Luke Wilkinson. Hey. Luke, pleasure. We have to talk about this. You know, you originate the idea of the food truck. Yep. Why? Um, I wanted to do something a little different, something that um, not other agencies have done. And I wanted to focus on food mm -hmm. and friends. Mm -hmm and music, and uh, that was a big part of it, and I thought, food truck, 
Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. Why not try it? And why not bring it together in downtown Schenectady, the corner of Broadway and Liberty, across from Pinhead Susan's? Why not do it there in the heart of our city where the majority of the things that we do as an agency take place? Oh, of course. And honestly, so. and we keep on talking about how it's such a great cause for all the work that you guys do, you know, yeah. putting it towards technology. Now, to, you know, put that into perspective, how important is that going to be to, you know, get that money for technology? How important is technology today, anyway, for everybody? Yep. So uh, people with developmental disabilities and intellectual disabilities is no different. So yep. why not bring technology to that side of the world and see, you know, what they can do with it? And to increase independence, technology is a huge part of that. Oh. So. Um, you know, that's our focus right now, no, and huge, it's a big focus. Huge, and obviously I know, you know, you can't go wrong with, of course, food trucks, no. all the music and everything. We, we were munching on the car a little earlier. That's pretty that's good. That's right. Though. That burger was pretty good. It <laughs> was, was very really good. good. But, well, you know, moving yeah. on to the technology now, this is Kelly, the uh, site coordinator. We have an app in front of us. You know, one of yeah. the things, you have two different apps to show us. What do we have here? So this is my food basket. This is just one of the ways that we're bringing technology into the lives of people with developmental mm -hmm. disabilities, and this just helps people with shopping. So, when, again, independent independent living um, is one of the skills that we teach people. We also have an app called Eat It or Not um, that will teach people in a visual manner if they want to go to a fast food restaurant, what those calories mean. Is it good for them? Is it not good for them? In a manner in which they can understand it. A lot of times menus and calorie counts are much too difficult to understand. So this is a visual representation. Of course, all about the visuals. And yeah. Did you have a second app was there, I believe? I do. All right, so we can jump to that one and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. And of course, we also have Michelle here, which we'll talk to in a second. And Heather, in the food truck she's still going as she makes some more burgers we'll we'll uh, we'll tackle all that in just a little bit for now Roxina. we will send it back to you guys in the studio i'm clinton park ben ryan news 10 abc joining me now is susan verde she is a best-selling children's author you were here with us in the fall you're I back was. now you have the i am series um and it's all about mindfulness and just kind of giving kids a different outlet and different way to cope, right? Yes. So yes. tonight you're going to be at Castleton Elementary School talking to the kids. Actually, later on today. Yeah, right after this. So, I go right to so the tell school. me these school visits. What do you do when you go in there and talk to these kids? Well, typically I come to the school and I talk to the kids about, um, I, of course, I, I'm coming as an author, so I talk to them about the process and things like that. But then we really focus in on these messages of empathy and mindfulness. Um, and compassion, and it's, it seems that, which warms my heart, um, so many schools are really implementing these kinds of themes into their curriculum and really working with the children to give them tools, like you said, to cope and to feel good about themselves and to bring kindness into the world. Um, so I, I, that's how I work with them. We do some mindfulness activities. We talk about sharing our kindness and empathy and what that means. And so there are these big concepts, but kids really, really get it. And I'm grateful to have that opportunity to connect with them. And Castleton has been incorporating it. Yes. They use mindfulness in their PE classes with the kids every single week. So that'll be fun to come in today yeah. and work with them about that. I guess um, a question a lot of people would have, we know mindfulness as some type of meditation or relaxation, but it's something different for everyone. So mindfulness, it's interesting. It's, it's, you know, you hear this word all the time and it can feel a little like, what is that? And what am, am I supposed to sit with my eyes closed? Like, what does that mean? But actually mindfulness is really just about paying attention to your experience in the present moment. So it is different for everyone. Um, you know, I can be mindful while I'm washing my dishes. 
Not that I love doing that, but I could, you know, feeling the water on my hands or drinking my coffee or having a conversation with you where we're looking at each other and really hearing one another. So mindfulness is really about presence mm -hmm. and trying to take those big emotions that we feel all the time and create a little distance so we can make some choices rather than reacting. And big emotions are unfortunately things that our kids do have to deal with in schools these days. There are lockdown drills. I have oh, my yeah. pre-K little boy coming home telling me we hid in our cubbies and it's different for kids so when they have to deal with this kind of stuff it's nice to have that tool per se in their toolbox right exactly I mean that's kind of the idea this toolbox idea um, it just gives them a place to go when there are big scary thoughts and feelings understanding that they pass understanding that you can connect to yourself in those moments and take a deep breath and you know your body will relax um, so really giving them those coping skills in light of everything that's going on right. is important. And you've got this series, you've got a new one, yes. I Am Love. We see it right behind yes, us real quick, out coming out in September. Enjoy your day in Castleton and the Thank big gala you. tonight. We appreciate you coming. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you for having Susan me. Susan Verde. In this morning's Giving on 10, we'd like to highlight one of our own here at News 10 ABC, John Gray and his dog Keller. They were honored last night by the Rensselaer County Legislature for outstanding citizenship. Lawmakers recognized John for the $25,000 donated to local animal shelters. Proceeds from John's two recently published children's books being used for that. Keller was the real star of the night, however, a blind and deaf puppy who John and his wife Courtney adopted from a local rescue shelter, but obviously doing a lot of good by donating the money from the sales of those books. If you know of somebody who's helping someone else in need and giving back in some way, let us know about it. All you have to do is send us the story and a picture. Email it to us through news at news10.com or put it on our social media pages and we'll grab it that way. Use the hashtag GivingOn10 and we will be happy to spread a little good news and get it on air and online. Do you enjoy starting the day with the Wake Up Rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or Wake Up With 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30.